What's up, football fans, and welcome to Inside the Booth. After an extended offseason, we are back. As always, I'm your host, Wes Booth, joined once again and all season by my good friend and partner in crime on this money-making grind, Mr. Lester Valenzuela. How's it going, Lester? It's going good. How are you doing, Wes? Wes and Les, back in action. Back in action. We're uh, ready to kick this year off. And just, you know, win some money for everybody. Um, I've been busy, like always. You know, we just, we have some lives in the summer here. You get away from football. You can just, you know, take that stress away of looking up stats every every chance you get. and Every single day, every, every <laughs> yeah. minute. I'm, I'm literally sitting here at work and I'm just like looking at stats, not doing the work that I'm supposed to be doing. Oh, yeah, you feel it in the air, though. You can feel it that we're back, ready to go. Lots of drafts going on. Um, A quick rundown on what we're going to be doing this season. Uh, Same kind of process as always. We're going to go through each game, break it down, give some predictions on the point spreads. We're going to give some DFS picks. We're going to give some prop picks. Um, You know, we're going to go over some news, and we're going to go over what we learned. But because we haven't really learned anything, we are just entering our week one. How about we go over some things that we learned in the year-long drafts? Maybe some mistakes we made, some MVPs you found, some deep sleepers you found. I know you've been itching to talk about this, Lester. We had our draft quite a while ago uh, in the middle of August, pretty early for a, for a yeah. draft. Yeah, too, way too early to say the least, but... <laughs> I think that I think that was one of the mistakes I made was having that drafts <laughs> too early because I missed out on some players. But nevertheless, uh, let's let's go with what you thought was your deep sleeper. Who do you have as as your deep sleeper, or 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 what was the mistake you made? Actually, let's do that. Let's go through the mistakes first. Yeah, something something I learned this year uh, was that you know you can have a viable starting quarterback late in the draft late and this is typically for you know snake drafts i personally think there's about 10 different starting quarterbacks you can so you can wait you don't have to get the patrick mahomes you don't have to get the josh allens um you can sit there and take a, a really good quarterback like russell wilson or dak prescott and sure they don't give you the you know point productions or like the number one point productions that you know somebody like a Patrick Mahomes will but at the end of the day point variability like where where you will get not maybe not as many points but enough to win you weeks and you can make those picks up let's get get a good running back get a get a WR2 or WR3 a good WR3 I like it. I, I think this year, more than lot, like previous ones, you can go that route. Whereas before, it was almost like you were forced to, to go that big quarterback and make sure that you got somebody that's going to go out and get those major points for you. Um, my mistake I made was kind of that I learned was just I had to go for more mid-tier wide receivers, particularly Allen Robinson. I was very upset I lost Allen Robinson. I wanted to get him in that auction yeah. draft. I feel like he's going to take that next step forward with a great quarterback. And, and he's going to be that player that he, you know, he's just destined to be. He, he's always had, a, a, I wouldn't say a bad quarterback throwing to him, but he hasn't particularly had the good quarterbacks throwing to him. And now he's got a great quarterback throwing to him. Yeah, 100% on, great. on the snake draft, Actually, what I have written down here is the mistake I made was targeting a quarterback, targeting Lamar, much earlier than I needed to. I targeted him, and his ADP was 46, 47th pick. I always was going at 30 to get him just to make sure in case. And I feel like I should have waited a little bit longer, and, and, and I could have gotten somebody else. It, it's so tough, and you you see it in football all the time when, you know, real-life football, when teams draft a needed position instead of like drafting best player on the board and that doesn't always work out and a lot of the time it won't work out because you're drafting from a place of necessity just honestly i am a big proponent on drafting the best person on the board and ten five times seven times out of ten you're you're it's gonna work out for you 
Yeah, usually. And uh, you got to trust your gut too, right? You got to go with your gut on a lot of these things. You can't just go off of what you've been hearing because sometimes people are trying to sway you with their opinion. Um, Let's pick some MVPs and deep sleepers. Who you got for a deep sleeper in your drafts? Um, Deep sleeper in my draft? Um, There's there's so many this year. Um, You know, everybody's been talking about Rondell Moore... Um, you know, but to me, somebody that isn't talked about enough is my man, Sammy Watkins. <laughs> you know, he's got Aaron Rodgers throwing at him. He's probably going to be the WR2. He's going to be the wide receiver two there. But in an offense, like, let's not forget Aaron Rodgers won an MVP last year. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. And, and so, and... Everybody's writing him off. I like, listen, he's not going to have the same year that he had last year. There's no Devontae Adams there. No. Um, but it's still a good team. And you know what? A viable player that can, I think, can still play as long as he's not hurt. Uh, and that's always plagued Sammy Watkins is, you know, whether it's an ankle injury or a calf injury, you know, like it, that he's had many, many problems in lower body. And... Mm-hmm. Hopefully it works out for him, but I see him like, yeah, you know, does, do you remember Jordy Nelson? Yes, of course, yes. Uh, you know, like, he, he kind of reminds me of him in that offense, you know, somebody that's got the speed, um, like, you know, great in space, and it's just, you know, time will tell, I guess, but that, to me, that's a, my deep sleeper. What about yourself, Wes? Uh, I really do like that pick, um... Sammy Watkins has burned me too many times, so I'm just going to yeah, uh, avoid that. <laughs> um, my deep sleeper, I was looking for running backs really, really badly. Uh, I missed out on some running back twos in my auction drafts. Um, I just, I targeted, like I said, I targeted Lamar a little too early, targeted Mark Andrews a little early. So to get my running back two, I had to go really deep in that pool. I picked Raheem Mostart. Uh, I think people are overlooking him a lot in that offense. I don't think Tua is particularly good. I don't think Tua is really going to be able to get those 40-pass games. So I do think he's going to have to hand that ball off a lot. And I do think that Raheem's going to have a bounce-back year from that injury he had. He is destined to do something great. Um, I always liked him in, in San Francisco. I always liked him in my... In Miami, I thought he was just going to be that that little X factor uh, running back to to come clean up the the play every now and then. So that's yeah, my deep I love sleeper that. pick. I love that pick. I love that, and I really like him. It's just he's got to get the opportunity. That's the thing, and I think that you know, like with Chase Edmonds, he's almost destined to get that because Chase Edmonds isn't, you know, he's not necessarily going to be that RB one that gets thirty attempts a game. You know, let's yeah. be real. He is going to split carries. So that's all Raheem has to do is just show out. And I do believe he's going to get a lot of those dump passes. So if you're in PPR, he will pay off for you. Um, who's your MVPs? Let's do two MVPs because it is it is crucial to have more than one player in your year longs. You do need to have a, a good core to take you to that championship week. Uh, do you have an MVP in mind that you can go with right now? Yeah, honestly, for season-long MVPs, somebody that I've been targeting heavily, heavily is Cortland Sutton. Uh, okay. Going, uh, well, I mean, he's he's in a new offense. Yeah, I guess Russ. Uh, with, with Russell Wilson. You know what? And, like, 2019 season, 72 receptions, 1,100 yards, six touchdowns. I think, you know, he supersedes that. Um uh, yeah, every and you know what people in camp this year have been saying that like Russ and him have this connection. Um, yeah, I see him like new DK Metcalf, um, and you know he's got um, Judy um, or sorry Jerry Judy on the other side, kind of like the Tyler Lockett. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I really the, you know what bold prediction, but I see him as a number one wide receiver in fantasy top 12 wide receiver in fantasy wow. this year wow i was gonna ask if you thought he was a top 10 so that kind of gives me a a glimpse of what you think of Cortland sutton i think under nathaniel hackett i think you know he's just gonna flourish 
That's awesome. Um, my one of my MVPs is an overlooked all star. Uh, it is Michael Thomas. Um, I believe that you can get him in a now. Uh, if you're taking your drafts now, I don't know if he slips as far as he was a few weeks ago, but he is still outside of what I believe he can produce. I still think he gets a thousand yards this year. I still think he gets a hundred catches this year, and I still think he gets double-digit touchdowns this year. Michael Thomas, to me, is going to win you your league because nobody else will have got him, and you will already have your wide receiver one. You'll already have your RB one, and whatever else route you went. So that's one of my you know, MVPs. Like, we're, let's not forget this was the number one wide receiver in 2019. Oh, like absolutely. He was he was the best wide receiver in fantasy, and you know he what was it 130 catches in 2019? Yeah. Like he, he 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 can get there. Like he's done it before. Yeah. So like people like, are people are quick now, and especially in the last few years, people are even quicker to jump off players' bandwagons, if you will, based on injuries, based on a few weeks of down play. But I still think, you know, Michael Thomas has it in him. And he's he's still got a burning desire to be that top tier wide receiver that he's always been. Yeah. Who's your uh, last last MVP? You know what? This is a little bit controversial, but I love Saquon Barkley this year. Um, you know, it, it's, looks, it shouldn't be controversial, though. It shouldn't be. Uh, he looks healthy. He looks, for the first time uh, since his rookie season, he looks like that guy. Um mm. You know, there's always been question marks on, you know, if he can stay healthy w- throughout the year. Um, and But to me, I have him as the number two running back in fantasy in PPR this year. Behind none other than Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Uh, he is, you know, he's got all the tools. He's got an enormous workload. Mm-hmm. But the potential is there. He just has to stay healthy. Interesting. I I like that pick, you know, because Saquon Barkley, he he is still young, and I know he went through some massive injuries here, but he still isn't, you know, over the hill in running back years. He still has the potential to be a top running back in the league. We have yet to see him not be based on his skill. We've only seen it based on injuries, so... He, he he came he came into the league I think at twenty one years old. Dude is twenty four right now. Yeah, I he's he's yeah exactly. He's, he's still young. got years. He's still got years. Um, one player that I will give honorable mention to, who I have picked up in all my drafts, and I I hate it, but you know I have to put away the bias is Najee Harris. I believe yeah. Najee Harris is going to take that step and be that Christian McCaffrey type player this year. And I'm hoping he wins me all my leagues. But I do think he, in PPR, I would argue that he's going to be a top five uh, running back as well. Ba- or based on that, right? Um, Interesting. Yeah, I just... That's a, that's a bold prediction, but hey, that's... It, it could happen. And just imagine with an O-line. With an O-line, he'd be even yeah. better, I think. Absolutely. Um, let's run through these games quick here. The uh, first one we have here. It's going to be the Buffalo Bills at the Rams. The first game of the year, the heavyweight matchup, if you will, of the week, and they bless us with let us letting us have this game on a Thursday. Um, will we get spoiled with a great game? I think absolutely. I love this game. I think it's going to be lights out, just a banger. Um, I got the bills in this game. I, I'm just getting the the uh, which call it the odds up right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I so the, go ahead. Sorry, the odds are I think uh, L.A. Sorry, the, the Buffalo Bills are favored by two point five. Okay, I take that. You take that, taking that spread for sure. A hundred percent. That's that's interesting because I would not take that spread. I would probably say, uh, I I I'd probably go with the money line on here. Okay. Um, just because I think this is going to be a close game, it's go- going to be a game that's won and decided by maybe a field goal, maybe two points. I don't. I think it's going to be too close of a game to call. But 
I would probably say that the LA Rams, like they're the defending champions. Like, like we let's not forget. I know Matthew Stafford has the arm injury, and that's yeah, the that, elbow there. The uh, sorry, yeah, the elbow injury, and he, you know, for me, this is a potent offense that's like wants to prove that you know they're still the best team in the league. Yeah, you know, two and a half is pretty close. Uh, the over under is fifty two and a half. That one's tough for me. I'm gonna take the the over on that. I think they just give us a a, a lights out game here. I think that that I, I, Stafford's I gonna so. come out balling, and I think Josh Allen will come out balling. I hope so. I'm I I'm actually gonna go contrarian here. I'm gonna take the under because typically first games first game of the year it isn't too high scoring, and this is it's just like. I remember Pittsburgh. Who was it? It was Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, I believe. We, no, we all... last year. Last year was Dallas and Tampa Bay actually, and Tampa yeah. Bay won thirty-one to twenty-nine. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a closer game than people expected. I think when you're sitting in the locker room, watching that team, you know, get their banner raised, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, it pisses you off. You know, yeah, you you just absolutely. like I just want to play. So uh, I'm going with the Bills. They got a lot to prove. I think this is going to be the most angry Buffalo Bills team we've seen since they lost four in a row because this Bills team, they're not taking no prisoners. They're they're mad about what happened last season. Uh, I got the Bills at two and a half. I think they smashed the Rams. Uh, who do you got? You, you're going the opposite I, as well. I'm, I'm going L.A. Oh, you're going two and a half on the Rams. Okay, I like yeah. it. No, I, I, I'd probably pick the The, the money line on the Rams? Yeah, probably, okay. Yeah, yeah, because you know it's it's just better odds. You know, you get yeah, the plus yeah, one fifteen. Yeah. But perfect. All right. Uh, next game. Look at that. First game on the oh. docket. Get it over with while we can. Right. Yeah. The Ravens at the Jets. Ravens are favored by seven. It's the prodigy versus the teacher. Joe Flacco gets the start with no Zach Wilson. I'm going uh, Baltimore Ravens minus seven, even if I wasn't a Ravens fan. I think that Ravens defense revitalized. 27-plus players back from IR. I've been talking about them all summer. I'm just ready to watch them roll. I'm ready for Lamar's revenge tour. I'm ready to watch this team just shock the world again like they did in 2019, but even better because they got a better core and a better depth than they did then um I'll, obviously i'm going to take the under on this game because i think they blow them out early and then just take it you know play run. good defense yeah yeah and and run the ball out i i'm actually gonna agree with you on this one uh minus seven is an easy one i think this is double digits they lose uh, i think they lose by 10 and i'm gonna pick the uh, the under as well uh 44 it's a little low but um i'd still pick the under yeah, perfect. Uh, next game we got is the Cleveland Browns at the Carolina Panthers. This one's going to be interesting. The schedule makers were on. And they're there in the bag. They're in their bag this offseason. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They knew. They knew. The Baker Mayfield gets to play his old team. Mind you, it's not in Cleveland, so it's not going to be as hyped. He gets a home team game with Carolina. Um, the spread is at 2.5 for the Carolina Panthers. The total is 41.5. Who do you have in this game and why? Um, yeah, I have the Carolina Panthers uh, in this one. They, they're they just a team that I think Baker Mayfield has got a fire under his booty. And, yeah. uh, I you know, I, I just think that they're the better team, honestly. It's uh, Cl- Cleveland. There's a lot of – there's a little bit of a mess with the whole Deshaun Watson situation. <laughs> yeah. Understatement you know, of the year, little bit yeah. of a mess. Yeah. So like, I, I this one's an easy one. I'm picking the minus two point five with Carolina, and I'm probably gonna pick the over on this one. Even though both of teams have good players, I think Baker Mayfield's gonna try and run up the score. And I honestly, I think Nick Chubb's gonna have a good game. So uh, <laughs> I'm I'm picking the over here. Oh, interesting. Um, I'm going to go with the under on this game, but I am going to go with uh, with you on that, with the Carolina minus 2.5. I think Baker's got something to prove. Plus, he's got Christian McCaffrey back there, so if he does get worried, just dump it off to him, right? <laughs> Derry Sanders will Absolutely. take it to the house. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> the next game we have on the docket, we got the Colts at the Texans. 
Um, this game is in Houston with a horrible team. They have nobody on that roster. I feel like it's just a bunch of uh, practice squad players that just now they get their chance. The total is at 46. The Colts are favored by 8 points. I'm going with the Colts to take this by a long shot. I think it's going to be under, though, because I don't think Houston can even score any points. Uh, honestly, I think that the Colts could score 46 on their own <laughs> on, yeah. this, on this uh, Texas team. Like, it's it's not going to be yeah, even close. you got a good point. You have a good point. Um, I, I've also picked the under. Um, this, it's, you know, you got you got to go where the stats tell you, and they're just going to run the ball probably 50 times um, because they can, and it's going to be easy pickings. Uh, I, I am interested interested to see how Matty Ice um, does play in this game and if, yes. you know, he wants... Because does he... Is he going to want to throw the ball? What type of offense is this going to look like, right? Thank you. I, I great minds think alike. I've been saying this for the whole summer. Yes, Jonathan Taylor is great. Yes, he is the best running back, arguably, in the league right now. But Matt Ryan has never played with a great running back in his entire career. And now, this late, he has to coexist with a great running back. It's going to be tough. I, I don't know if he's going to be able to subconsciously think, oh, hand it off to JT before he thinks, where's Pittman? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I'm, I'm just as curious as you as to where this Indianapolis Colts team goes. That's why I would argue that that division is almost the most up in the air because yeah. with the Colts, the Titans, the Jags have a new coaching staff. They have Trevor Lawrence in his second year. You know, uh, it could be, it could be an up into the air thing. I still think the Colts, just with the better roster, will have it. But yeah, I am very interested with that as well. Speaking of the Jags, they get the next game on this list. They're going into Washington to face the new named Commanders, with a total of forty-four points. The spread is at three in favor of Washington. Very interesting. Interesting. Carson Wentz, you know, starting for the Washington Commanders here. Um, I don't know who they're going to put at what running back. They have about 17 running backs they go through. Um, prayers to Brian Robinson. That was pretty horrible to, to hear about with the, the carjacking. Yeah. He should be out for, you know, probably the whole season, I would assume. Uh, fantasy terms, uh, when you look at it, Antonio Gibson, it seems that he is the odd the man guy. out. Well, I don't know what is he because you see a, you hear a lot of talk about how he's just so quick to be interchangeable if he messes up in the first week. So, it, but it's so tough because who else do they got? That is true. They have what McKinnon. I think this might have been before Brian Robinson got hurt because yeah, now it's probably just like it, he gets it just for you know by default. But yeah. I do think that it was a little bit more up in the air before that, and that's what makes me a little hesitant about these Washington Commanders. I'm going with the Jaguars in this game. I think they they shock it and win this game. I'm going to pick their money line actually. Yeah, I you know I'm going the same way actually. Um, I think that Washington. I know. I listen. I love Ron Rivera. I think he's a great coach, but I just don't think he has a good team under him. Maybe Carson Wentz can steal a couple of games but i don't yeah. think it's gonna be this one uh they i mean jacksonville has a lot to prove they do um yeah i mean they've spent a lot of draft capital um over the years they've been bottom of the barrel for many many years <laughs> we um, really have and i think you know second year with their young quarterback can they make a push uh, it's going to be a big, big year for Jacksonville. Um, they still have a good defense. Yeah, they have a decent one. So, you know, I, I'm going to pick the Jaguars to win this game. It's a low total uh, at 44. I'm going to pick the under. I think they're, it's just going to be – I don't know if it's going to be the, the prettiest game to watch. I'll no. be honest with you. Yeah, I got the under in this game as well. Um, next game we got is a divisional matchup with the New England Patriots – going into Miami to play the somewhat new-look Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins have this game as a 
three-point favorite in a 46.5 total game. Who do you have in this game and why? Oh, you know, I, you know, you've been hearing a lot of reports from New England that, you know, they're having trouble with the offense. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they haven't been able to run the ball really well. Defense isn't really up to par. And that's typically, like last year, that's what was saving them in games is the defense for the New England Patriots. Um, Yeah, I have no faith right now in Bill Belichick's team, even though Bill Belichick is the greatest coach to ever coach the game of football. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pick the Miami Dolphins here at, at minus, three and a, uh, minus three. And I'm going to go under but because I think it's a closer game. But I do believe that Miami does win this game. Interesting. I do like this game a lot. I think this is going to be a, a football, like a, a true football connoisseur's dream. This is going to be just a fun hard-nosed football game. I'm going with the under, but I'm going the opposite way. I think the Patriots either come real close within, like, closer than a field goal, you know, like one of those one-point games, or they win the game, actually. I, I, I'm leaning more heavily towards the Patriots. Not heavily enough to take the money line, but I do think the Patriots sweep that point spread out. Interesting. Well, I All just right. think, you know, it's the second year with Mac Jones. I think Belichick... Uh, uh, if it isn't this game, I do think that he he will start to get that train rolling a lot quicker than he did last year, just because he's had a whole season with Mac. Yeah, you know, Mac Jones hasn't looked great in the preseason. That's something mm-hmm. that worries me, and I know it's just the preseason. Yeah, fair. And, fair. and like, but you know, he's he's I, I he's not going through his second progressions as well as I thought he would. Hmm. And they don't really have, you know, I don't know, the run game is kind of suspect. Uh, but, I, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I can't ever lose faith in Belichick, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, another divisional matchup we have today, or Sunday, I should say, is the Saints at the Falcons. The Saints are the favorite on the road, five and a half points. The total is at 42 and a half. Who do you have in this game? In Jameis, we trust. Yeah, In Jameis, we trust. I agree. Right? Like, he... I think that Jameis is going to have an okay year this year. Uh, he's got a pretty good offense. I mean, like Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. Yeah. He's. It doesn't look like Alvin Kamara is going to get suspended no. this year. And if so it is, it'll be like the Deflate Gate thing. It'll be next season. It'll be yeah. It'll probably be next season. So I think it'll be I, an over game. Yeah, I think it'll be an over game as well. Jameis likes to throw the ball. I yeah. mean, like he like. Let's not get it twisted. He he's a gunslinger at heart, and I think that you know the coaching staff at the Saints know that and want to you know put the pieces around James to you know for him to you know fly to to, yeah. to succeed. Yeah. Um, I I you know I've been struggling on who's going to take this division because it's a it's a tough one, and I you know the Saints do got a shot. I think the Saints can win this division. I don't think that that's out of the possibility, especially with Atlanta losing Matt Ryan. You know that that's a that's a massive loss to have. Absolutely. And now you have you have to trust in Mariota to take over this squad and be the starter. Uh, I'm interested to see this game, and I, because I have a lot of faith in the Saints this year, uh, I guess I gotta actually watch the Saints and the Ravens in New Orleans on a Monday nighter. I'm pretty excited for that game. So the Saints. Uh, they should have a good team this year, and I think they win this game as well. I'm on the exact same page as you with this. Yeah, I'd probably go with the money line on this one um, just because, I, I mean, like, there's just so much variability. I, I I do like the New Orleans Saints defense. So, yeah, you know what? Actually, actually I like the spread a little better now that I'm, that I'm, I'm talking myself into the spread. <laughs> there you go. That's what I like to hear. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles travel to Detroit. To face a Jared Goff-led team that, yeah, they get hard knocks this year. They kind of seem like they're the fan favorite team. A lot of hype around them. The Eagles are a four-point favorite on the road in a 48.5 total game. I like the Philadelphia Eagles to shock the world this year and win that division. Sorry, Lester, I know you're a Cowboys fan. But I like the Eagles in this game to take this game and smash the Lions. And I think this game will actually be over 48.5 as well. 
Ooh, interesting. You think you think Jared Goff can gunsling as well in this game? Um, yeah, there's a lot of hype around Amon St. Brown there, right? People yeah. are really high on him, and I think that Detroit does have a decent run game this year. So uh, They have Hawkinson. Yes, he'll, he'll um, be back healthy. Yeah, he'll be back healthy. Um, yeah, I have the Philadelphia Eagles in this game, and I, it's not even close, uh, in my opinion. Um, I think this is going to be a double-digit win. Uh, I'm, I'm looking to tease this game. Okay. Um, tease this game up um, because I believe that Philadelphia Eagles are going to destroy the Detroit Lions, uh, and it's not even going to be close. Uh, I've also got the over on this because I think Jared Goff is going to have to um, – gunsling a little bit and he yeah, will get a couple up. of touchdowns to keep yeah. up keep up but um yeah I, I think that's um hurts here is going to have a pretty good game his first game yeah philly's going to be a, a force to be reckoned with this year yeah, uh, next game we have is a divisional game as well pittsburgh in cincinnati no big ben anymore the new era is finally arrived in pittsburgh the total is 44 and a half in this cincinnati six and a half point favorites I think people are a little bit hyped on this Cincinnati wagon when the Cincinnati wagon only was 10 and 7 last season. The Cincinnati wagon also, you know, I think they're just a little too cocky and confident over there. I'm going with Pittsburgh to cover this six and a half points. I'm not necessarily thinking they win this game, but I think that defense can still give Mr. McCauley Culkin quite a run for his money. <laughs> and I think this is an under game as well. Oh, that's so funny. Um, yeah, I I think I'd struggle with the spread on this. Six and a half seems high for me, um, yeah. especially with a Pittsburgh Steelers team that, you know, can hold out. I mean, like, yeah. they can pass rush. They yeah. have, you know, they can do everything well on defense. Um, it's just a question of can Mitch Trubisky, you know, be the or guy. Or whoever, yeah. Or, or whoever they, it's going yeah, to be. Yeah, uh, um, but I but, think, you know, with Najee, like I was saying earlier, I think this offense is a little bit underrated, um, and it's Mike Tomlin. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a divisional game to, to yeah. just say that Cincinnati – I don't know, maybe I'm salty about Cincinnati, but I think that Burroughs spent a lot of this offseason talking a lot of shit. So, yeah, that's and, fair. And, and I, just don't think, I just don't think he's going to produce in this divisional yeah. game. Um, it will be a good game, though. I, yeah. I'm not doubting that at all. Um, yeah, I'm not taking the spread. I'm taking the Cincinnati uh, money line here. Uh, I do think the Cincinnati Bengals do win this game. Uh, okay. They're a better team uh, yeah. through and through. Uh, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't say defense that they still suspect. Team. Defense still suspect. It might be a little suspect, but you know, I think that the Cincinnati Offense Bengals not. are going to be a force to be reckoned with because you know they they lost in the Super Bowl, you know, yeah. and they just they. Typically, teams that lose in the Super Bowl have a little bit of a fire under their belly as well. Yeah, fair enough. Um, next game we're moving to is the San Francisco 49ers. They're led by Trey Lance now, not Jimmy G, going into Soldier Field to play the Chicago Bears. San Francisco on the road, seven point favorites in a 41 and a half game total. 41 and a half total game. Uh, who do you like in this game? You lead in San Francisco. Oh my God! So. I struggled with this one. I probably sat here for about 15 minutes trying to figure this game out because who you tr- okay, so like the, it's the quarterback situation for me that that's that I just are we going to have uh Chicago Bears running or quarterback, oh, I can't remember his name for the Justin life of Fields. me. Justin Fields, that's right. Um throw, you know, step up in his second year or is Trey Lance, you know, going to show up and you know be what everybody this off season has been saying that he's going to you know mop up the floor and be this showstopper that everybody seems to you know be up in arms about um i don't it's two guys that are not proven um I, yeah it's it's tough for me but i think i'm gonna go with the chicago bears in this one yeah me as me too i uh, I like the Bears in this. And in DFS, when we talk about this later, I have a couple of sneaky picks. Oh, interesting. I I like the Bears to cover this seven-point spread. I actually am going to take their money line on this. Wow. Um, Yeah, I'm going to take the money line on this Bears one. This is going to be a a big reach. 
but I do like the Bears money line and I do like the under in this game. Uh, I, I'd probably take the spread on this one just because I don't know who's going to win. They they, they could both have a terrible game and the defense both Fair. show up. Yeah. Um, the under for me, like both defenses are going to be good, I think. Um, I could be wrong. Both these quarterbacks could both run for 100 yards and it could be a really fun game to watch. Yeah. I just don't know. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, after That's the last game in the morning. So here's the afternoon games we got. We got quite a bit of afternoon games, so it's going to be a pretty balanced Sunday for us in week one. Green Bay, with no Devontae Adams, is going into Minnesota as one-and-a-half-point favorites in a 48-point total game. Do you have the Green Bay Packers? I would assume you do in this game. You seem pretty hyped with Sammy Watkins. We talked about him earlier. Yeah, you know... Aaron Rodgers said it himself. He owns the Minnesota Vikings. And the Bears. And the Bears. And, like, I I can't see them losing this game. Uh, I, like, I don't know why this spread is so, like, small, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, it's 1.5, not even a, a field goal. Um, I don't see this game being... I mean, like, it's going to be closer than people think, but I don't see this game being... Uh, less than two points. Uh, I'm going with the spread on this one with the Green Bay Packers. That's an easy one. I'm going to go with the over, though. I think this is going to be a high-flying game. Mm -hmm. I got the same thing as you. Um, I love this game. I think uh, my boy Aaron Jones is going to have a fantastic game. Uh, I like the Green Bay Packers minus one and a half, and I like the over as well, exactly on the same page as you on this one. I think people are just doubting Aaron Rodgers a little too quick. I don't think he's a playoff performer, but regular season, he seems to always be the man. So, uh, The next game we have is the Kansas City Chiefs at Arizona Cardinals. This one's going to be a good game. I'm excited for this one. Oh, interesting. I'm not very excited for this game. I think this is going to be a boring-ass game. But anyways, the Chiefs are minus 4.5-point favorites in a 53.5-point total game. Uh, who do you have then? You're excited for this game. Who do you have in this game? What do you think is going to happen? Arizona Cardinals plus 4.5 nice. on the spread. This one, this one to me, I think the Kansas City Chiefs are are missing a couple of pieces. And, you know, it's funny because my boy here, um, what's the Cardinals quarterback's name? Murray. Kyler Murray. Oh, Kyler Murray. Yes, that's right. Uh, Kyler Murray to start of the season, he starts on fire every single year. Um, yep. Like, it, I, I, to me, this one's an easy one. Arizona Cardinals, 4.5, and I'm absolutely going to hit that over. Um, I, I think it's going to be a high-flying game. Uh, not a lot of defense. Both of these teams are going to struggle on defense. Yeah, I, I struggle with this game because... I don't have faith in Kansas City, but I also do not have faith in Arizona, especially with no DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I'm going to lean more with the Arizona, though, because I really don't have any faith in Kansas City anymore. So I think Arizona plus four and a half. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go the same route with you and as, and an over as well. I just, I just can't see, I just can't see Kansas City slowing down Kyler Murray in this one. Their defense is terrible. Yeah, it's it's going to be. I'm I'm excited to see what Patrick because this is a, going to be a uh, a make it or break it. See, I, I shouldn't say that. It's like it's it's going to be a statement season for Patrick yeah. Mahomes. It has uh, to be now. It can can he do it by him by himself? Quote unquote. Yeah. You know, can can he be, like Lamar? Like like Aaron Rodgers, like all the good quarterbacks. But no, like he's in Lamar's situation, right? He's got just a tight end now. He doesn't have the wide receivers, so now he has to do it without that. So yeah, I mean, like you're not. I wrong. think I think we're gonna have to see, we're gonna see a different Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if he's gonna. Uh, well, I don't know. We'll see. Um, the next game we have could arguably be better than the Thursday night game, the Las Vegas Raiders at the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers are at home, with three point favorites in a fifty two point total game. This should be a firework type of game. It should be. It should be, but I don't think it's going to be as firework as people think it's going to be. Ooh, so you have the under in this game. I have the under in this game. Um, it's, I mean, like, yeah, I think they both want to ru- throw the ball and, you know, I, 
but I struggle with Derek Carr and consistency. What what Derek Carr are you gonna get this year? Uh, mm-hmm. This game, you know, are you gonna get somebody that can throw for four hundred yards and four touchdowns, or are you gonna get, you know, the guy that you know is struggling to, you know, see opposing's defenses and like make a like a concise decision. Yes. I I think Derek Carr is a very good quarterback, but you know when he, he when he he burns hot. When he's hot, he's hot and when yeah. and when he's cold, there is nobody that can you know get him out of the funk. Yeah, fair enough. Uh you got the Chargers in this game then I would assume? I I actually don't. Oh. I have the Las Vegas Raiders money line um, because I actually don't have all that much faith in the Chargers. I need to see it before I really, really put my foot forward and say the LA Chargers are legit. Yeah, I have uh, the over in this game, but I also do have the Raiders. Um, I have a lot of faith in Derek Carr. I am on the opposite hand of you with that situation. I do think Derek Carr is going to flourish flourish this year with Devontae Adams. He's already a 5,000-yard quarterback without Devontae there. I think he just takes that next step even further with Devontae in a Raiders uniform. Um, The Giants-Tennessee Titans. This game is going to be a battle of two amazing running backs. We just spoke about one of them. The other one, Derrick Henry, is coming back for his Comeback Player of the Year award this season. Tennessee is 5.5-point favorites, 43.5-point total game. I have this game as an over game because I think it's going to be a lot of points, mainly Barkley just going off. And I have the Titans to win this game by more than five and a half. This one I I struggled with as well because, you know, Daniel Jones has not been good. This is his make-or-break season. Like, if he he can't get it together, he's done. Um... Do I have faith in Ryan Tannehill? No, uh, I don't. Uh, I don't think. I I've listen. I've been a believer in Ryan Tannehill, but like he's not the same quarterback he was in two thousand and ten. Yeah. Um, he can't run the same way. He doesn't. He never really had the arm talent, and he's lost his best wide receiver in AJ Brown. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Like, so <clears throat> all you can really do is run the ball, and can you run the ball on this New York Giants defense? Not well. Not typically. They've been a very good run defense. So have the Titans. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go under on this one, and I've got the Giants because I believe that Saquon, as a pass catching back, will win them the game. Ooh, you got well you. You're on the Saquon train, so you can't even go against the Giants at this point. <laughs> you you have to go with those guys. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, last game we have. Oh, sorry, second last game we have. It is the Sunday night game. It is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Dallas Cowboys. Tampa Bay is one and a half point favorites, fifty point total. Uh, like I said, they played last year on the first day of the season as well, and on the Thursday night game was thirty one twenty nine. So that would have been an over total. That would have been uh, Tampa Bay with the point spread. Do you think it is a similar point spread and total this season? I mean, probably. Um, these bo- Both these teams have high-flying offenses, pretty good defenses, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, the Dallas Cowboys, what's going to win them the games? It's going to be their offense. It's going to be Dak Prescott throwing the ball. It's going to be Zeke trying to run um and um yeah it's gonna be i wonder how tom brady's gonna look you know yeah um tom brady uh, you you want to say he's getting older but like he just keeps proving us wrong every single season so um is it the year you know we keep we i think we've we've been doing this podcast for what seven <laughs> years now yeah we and, the same thing and we've every <laughs> single season is we say the same thing. Is Tom is this Tom Brady's last year? Can can he perform? And he keeps proving us wrong um, every time. So, so, you know, I'll say it one more time, which is 
probably Tom Brady's last season. Can he prove us wrong one more time? I think yeah. he can. That's why, unfortunately, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Uh, at minus one point two five or at minus one twenty five, I'm taking the money line because I do think this game is going to be close. And listen, don't get me wrong. If the Dallas Cowboys win this game, I will be ecstatic. But you know, I. I you got to believe in the better team. And I, right yeah. now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the better team, especially losing Tyron Matthew. Uh, Tyron Matthew... Uh, no, Tyron, Tyron Smith. Jesus. Uh, Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith at left yeah. tackle it is... I, he is getting older, absolutely. But you can't argue that he is one not one of the best left tackles in the league. And yeah. losing him for the year is devastating. And... You know, maybe they get J- Jason Peters uh, at left tackle, but that's still they're still going to be missing that in the passing game and in the rushing game. Give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I I agree with you on this one. I think Tampa Bay comes out and wins this game. Leonard Fournette has he's proven me wrong numerous times. Um, I think he's going to have a pretty big game in this one. Do you have uh, this game as an over? Yeah. Who I'm I'm gonna say the over. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just because it's the Sunday night game. Yeah. P- you know, uh, people are people like to pick the over in the Sunday night games. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I think it's pretty low still for a Sunday night game. And, yeah. You know, I've, I've seen fifty five. Uh, yeah. I I think this game goes up to about fifty two point five. Okay. Um. Yeah. Because it's gonna be bet up. I think it's still pretty low. Yeah, I like this game for sure as the over. Uh, last game we have before we get into some DFS and some year-long predictions. Denver Broncos, Seattle Seahawks, another banger of a game. Russell Wilson gets to come back to the place he called home for his entire career in Seattle. They are six-point favorites on the road in a 43-point total game. Very low-scoring game they have here on a Monday nighter in Seattle. Um, Geno Smith will be the starter. I know we know that about Seattle, and Rashad yeah. Penny is going to be their running back. But who do you, do you think Vegas has it wrong here? Because I definitely don't. I think Denver <laughs> comes out and smashes Seattle. In this uh, one. I I think Russell Wilson is going to put up like five hundred yards this game. I like he. I don't. I don't think he's going to want to run the ball. Like he's not going to pass it to either of his running backs. Once, no. like he's not gonna want him at least. No, he's just gonna uh, go off. I think I think Corlin Sutton and Jerry Judy both score multiple touchdowns. Do you uh, think this I, is an over or under then? This is gonna be over for sure. I think I honestly think Denver hits, and uh, this is no joke. I think they hit forty three points on their own. Interesting. Uh, I like that. I like I yeah. I think Russ is going, and I and Russ is not gonna stop throwing. No. I think. He's gonna, uh, I, like, I think he's going to dominate, too. I think he's mad. Yeah, he's got something to prove. Yeah. Right? Like he, well, I mean, not like they did him dirty or anything, but he's just going to come out and say, like, this is this is what you gave up on, basically. Absolutely. I like it. I think, uh, I think we're on the same page on that one. All right, let's move to our DFS picks, these DraftKing lineups. Uh, I've been excited. I've made about seven or eight best balls now. Yeah, uh, those things are fun, really fun. Um, they're they're really good because you can just set it and forget it now, right? You don't have to even mess around with them anymore. Exactly. And this, you got a good chance too. It's not you're not really playing against an algorithm, so I I really like the best balls. Um, we're gonna focus on the DFS though, the week one like Millie Maker single entry type stuff. Last year we had the X Factor of the week. Uh, with the bust and fade in the value. This year, instead of the X-Factor, we're going to go Baller of the Week. Um, pretty self-explanatory. Who do you think is going to ball out? Uh, let's start with the value play, though. Do you have a value play on this week one? Yeah, so, uh, you know, this one's a tough one for me because it's going to be chalk. Uh, value plays are typically chalk. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's two that I'm really targeting, um, but... The, the one that I really like is Cole Komet at 3,700. Um, he will crush his projection. Um, what He only needs a touchdown and 30 yards. Yeah. Um, and that one, that 3,700, 
that's that's an easy one. Like you can't go wrong with uh, somebody that's going to give you fourteen points at for thirty seven hundred dollars. And oh, he like has a, he has a ceiling for much higher. Yeah, for sure. And you know, with tight ends, you don't really necessarily want to go and spend your whole bankroll on tight ends, uh, especially in week one. I mean, yes, you got the Andrews and the Kelseys of the world, but other than that, it's slim pickings, and you just got to yeah. go for the value and the guys you think that are going to have those ball out games that have that yeah. potential. Uh, I like the Bears in this game. I was going to pick them as my value, actually, the defense, because I think they just they just absolutely are going to eat Trey Lance. Yeah. Um, but my value pick is going to be Devin Duvernay. Um, Interesting. That's a good pick. Yeah, he's he's highly projected in every PPR league. It's very strange. He's uh, he's got projections um, higher than Najee Harris than AJ Brown. It's ridiculous. But because if you have return um, return yards on. He's the returner as well, the punt returner yeah. and the kick returner. Uh, I like him at 3,800. I think that Sauce Gardner will be on my boy Rashad Bateman. He'll be stuck on him like glue. Lamar's not going to want to throw that way. So Devin Duvernay will be the nice benefit of that uh, along with Andrews. But Duvernay at 3,800, I think you can't go wrong with that pick. No, that's, that's, that's absolutely fair to me. Uh, who's your bust or your fade? Uh, so... This one, even though I have them winning the game, my bust or fade is Aaron Jones. Oh. Uh, Aaron Jones at 6700 is just too expensive for me to get there. Um, and there's, I mean, like, there's upside for sure. Like, you, he could, he has scored 30 points before, but mm-hmm. I think they really want to give the ball to A.J. A- a- Dillon this year. And I don't know if i like if you can trust somebody at 6700 to for a guy that's going to split carries wow i you took my baller of the week and just shit all over him so that's just weird we're interesting yeah we're really on opposite sides of the coin there um my buster fade yeah, I'm I'm shook now. I'm shook. My, <laughs> no, anyways, my bust is gonna be Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I'm gonna fade him at 9100. Uh, I just think that's too much for uncertainty. We talked about yeah. it earlier. We don't know what's gonna come out of that team, uh, especially if they get up early. Why are they gonna give him the ball in a 17 week season 30 times? Uh, I yeah, think 9100 is way too much. Uh, who's your baller of the week? Before I get into my case on why Aaron Jones is my baller of the week. So my baller of the week is Nick Chubb at 6,500. Okay. So, and let me make my case. He averaged 16 points last season per game. Uh, <laughs> that is astounding numbers. Yeah. For at least as an average. And... Take a guess on how much he averaged against NFC opponents last year. And, you know, like, they're playing Carolina, who is an NFC opponent. Yeah. That's crazy. Take take, take a wild guess. 15 points. 20 points. Interesting. That's good. That's really good. So I am locked in on Nick Chubb. He is going to be... Uh, like, listen, he's not going to get the passing touches. That's just not who he is. But at the end of the day, you're not going to need him when he scores 30 next in next week's Sunday game against Carolina. I like it. I like Nick Chubb. I think he has a pretty big year anyways, um, especially with Jacoby Brissett back there. Until Deshaun Watson comes, you know, he's just going to be that rock that yeah. Cleveland leans on. Uh, every game, and he can run the ball thirty times a game, right? You're not yep. you're not concerned about that. I'm not um, concerned. Yeah, I do like that. I like Aaron Jones in this one. And while you were looking and poo pooing all over his price of sixty seven hundred, I looked at the price of sixty seven hundred, and my eyes lit up. I love Aaron Jones to sixty seven hundred because I think the opposite. Actually, while I do think uh, AJ Dillon will be used more and will be rushing a lot more i still think that aaron jones is going to be old dependable 
for Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers leaned a lot on Devontae Adams last season, and the seasons before that, he was arguably leaning on Devontae Adams as well. He needs that person, and I don't think Lazard is going to be that person, especially lining up against CB1s each and every week. I think Aaron Jones has the ability to do that CMC-type uh, get out of the out of the pocket for him quick. The dump offs. Aaron Jones has the seventy yard play potentials. Uh, he can get you fourteen drafting points in one shot. You know he has those those dump off seventy yard plays very very often. So I wouldn't yeah. be shocked if he has this against Minnesota, or he just has those sneaky vulture twenty yard touchdowns in the red zone. Uh, he has two three of them that he's had Absolutely. before. Yeah, I, like I. Listen, I'm not. I'm not sitting here. Sitting here saying he he can't do it. Yeah, you're just uh, not just gonna like, take the. Yeah, it, I know. Oh, for it's sure. A, it's a big risk for yeah. not a. Like, I mean, it might be a big reward. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that I will say about Aaron Jones is, at sixty seven hundred, who he is expensive for you because you can get guys with a lot bigger workload, like yeah. David Montgomery and what have you. Not mm-hmm. one thing that I will say if you're in these. Big, big, huge Millie Maker type um, contests. He is going to be a lone guy. So oh yeah, I think that he is absolutely a play. And especially because everybody will just jump right down to AJ Dillon at 5,300. 5, so exactly. You know, people aren't gonna hesitate to scroll a little bit further and save that thousand dollars to put it on somebody else. Uh, it's going to be fun. I'm very excited. Do you have any last thoughts on DFS before we move on? Oh, oh man. I mean, like, some some guys you should, you know, take note of. Uh, Mike Jones? Mike James? Mike James? Oh, from Baltimore? Mike Davis. Sorry. Mike Jesus. Davis. Mike Davis. Uh, Mike Davis. Uh, you know, he's probably going to be the starter. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with that backfield in mm-hmm. Baltimore. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the projection and the workload is there. And what does Baltimore want to do? They want to run the ball. Yeah. So Mike Davis. I still think it's, uh, it's, it's Lamar's season. And uh, from what I've seen from what I think, I, I, don't, I just don't. Uh, until J.K. gets back there, I think it's going to be the Lamar show. Yeah, Davis will be able to get maybe a couple tuds here and there. But I, I, I'd be a little too nervous to be on him. I get it, though. I, if I'm going to pick anybody, it's going to be him out of that backfield, though. Like, I'm not rolling with Kenyon Drake. No, and that's the not thing, this right? early. Like, you're not, not this early. He hasn't learned the playbook. He hasn't done that sort of thing. Um, the player that I would look out for, you already said it, was David Montgomery. I have him in both of my lineups that I've made right now. And Christian McCaffrey. I don't think McCaffrey at 8,500. I don't think we'll see that again this year. I think he's going to start being at nine. 91 as the yeah. season progresses and I think this is kind of a discount I think you might be able to get so it's uh, it, it, it's another player that I think you can look at in your lineups to be a baller of the week that guy can hit for 40 he's going to be high owned but like oh for sure if, people will want but him. if you want somebody that's going to win you the a, a big ticket he's probably got to be in your lineup yeah for sure uh, do you have a lock prop of the week for me a if lock not, I can start yeah, if you could, you can you start for me, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my lock start of the week, or lock prop of the week here, is the actual Jaguars money line. Um, I think at plus 145, that's the prop I'm going with. If somebody gave me a $100 bill next Sunday and said, put this on something and win us some money, I'm taking that easy double up almost uh, of a plus 145. Jacksonville Jaguars money line. Yeah, you know what? For me, my lock is going to be the Miami Dolphins. I think that this game uh, at minus three, at minus three is it's just I don't believe in that offense right now in the New England Patriots offense right now, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna have to see it. And everything that I've I've heard out of training camp is that it's not going well. Yeah, no, I I get that one and. You know, Mac Jones isn't Tom Brady. Let's not forget that. Yeah. He is not a Tom Brady by any means. Um, quickly before we go, let's do some year-long predict- predictions. And if you have any, like, wacky season takes, uh, I can quickly start off with my Super Bowl pick. Uh, the teams, I think, in the Super Bowl 
are going to be the Bills and the Rams, and I think the Bills win this Super Bowl. They finally get that trophy. Josh Allen gets his revenge. Stefan Diggs finally gets to hoist that Lombardi that he's so watched all the time be lifted and watch the confetti fall in the conference finals. I like the Bills to win the Super Bowl this year. Wow. You know, this is going to be the hottest take of the summer. (laughs) Hottest take of the summer. But for me, I've got the Denver Broncos. And, I don't even want to say it, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow, interesting. I can't believe you picked the Denver Broncos to make Sorry, sorry. Did I say Tampa? I definitely meant the Kansas City City Chiefs, sorry. Oh, KC versus yes. Um Tampa. T- t- no, KC versus Denver. Or That's no, no, no. I I'm 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 smoking something. Uh it's Denver Tampa. Denver um, and Tampa. Yeah, Denver Tampa. And who do you think's winning it? Uh Denver. I think Denver takes it. Russ. Yeah, I think Russ wins another Super Bowl. I wow. I have so much faith in Denver this year. I want everything to do i think they have a great defense i think they have a great offense wow um i like i have so i you yeah. think russ wins mvp then is that your mvp pick uh you know what i haven't really looked into mvp picks yeah i think they're just a well-balanced okay. team so like i think they're gonna run the ball well i think he's gonna have a four four thousand five hundred yard season okay is that enough to win him MVP? I don't know yeah. because I also think Lamar's going to ball out too. Yeah. Um, and, you know, who knows? You know, Dak Prescott could, you know, show the world who that he's he's him, you know? Or Aaron Rodgers could have another stellar season or, shit, Tom maybe Brady. Baker Mayf- Mayfield, you know, no. does something in Carolina. <laughs> That's way too spicy of a take. Yeah. Um, I got Lamar win MVP plus 2,000. I think that's a lot of money you can make off that. And actually, did you know that if you bet on the Bills and Rams to make the Super Bowl, it uh, doesn't matter who wins the Super Bowl, and you bet $1,000, you will profit thirty grand off of that $1,000 bet. Wow, that's a... Uh, I mean... I, I don't. I don't quite have a thousand dollars. No, but I, you know what I'm saying. You gotta yeah. win a little money. You gotta spend a little money. Spend a little money, yeah. Because I can very well hear whoever has that final game, Collinsworth or Michaels, whoever, say, "Welcome to the Super Bowl. We end this season how we started this season with the Buffalo Bills and the Los Angeles Rams." I heard it, and I just feel like that's what we're gonna hear. I'm going to kick myself, though, right now, if that's the final and I didn't put $1,000 on it. Man, I'm pissed. <laughs> be real pissed. Um, you had a spicy take already with Denver. I don't think you could get any spicier. Um, my spiciest take is the Kansas City Chiefs missed the playoffs this season. Interesting. I Like, you really don't have faith in Kansas City, and you don't have faith in Patrick Mahomes. I have faith in Patrick Mahomes, but I don't have faith in that defense, and I just think, like, when Mahomes is in trouble, he can air that out 50 yards to Tyreek Hill. McCole Harmon ain't doing that. Valdez Scantlin ain't doing that. And Poo Poo Smith Suster ain't doing that either. So, Is, is Josh uh, Gordon still on that training streak or on the practice squad? I don't know. I've seen him sign somewhere else. I can't remember where he signed uh, just recently. Maybe he signed dang, in Tennessee you know, or something. I, I thought Josh Gordon was going to be his Lord and Savior, you know? No. Oh, he could have been. Yeah. You know, like if he could have reverted back to his old self, then I I would have seen it. But uh, Josh Gordon only had that one year, I believe, and that was basically it. No, that was it. Yeah. Um, great show. I'm excited for the season. I'm so excited to get this back on the road, and I'm excited for football to be back in our lives. There's nothing better than when football is in our lives. You know, it just brings us all together. We all hang out again. Yeah, it's Eat great. food, drink beer, relax. It's nice. There's no team haterade yet because everybody's still in it. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. Everybody's still got a shot. Everybody has the best fantasy team until the end of week one on Tuesday when everybody's offering their whole entire team because they think that it's game over. I can't wait. Um, <laughs> thanks for hanging out with us here on our very first episode of the season. We'll catch you next time. 
on Inside the Booth. <laughs>